From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Critically analyzing national affairs, this is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us here at State of the Nation. I'm Brian McLean. They call me Hesher. This is the final State of the Nation of 2023. Steve and I and TNT would like to thank you for watching us here at TNT or listening if you're on that audio stream. And if you are on that audio stream and you're new to it, you can watch us right here at TNT Radio 24-7 live we got you covered right here at today's news talk it's a wonderful day to close out this year steve hook my wonderful co-host welcome to state of the nation yeah buddy it's good to be back and uh final one of 2023 man uh uh what was it the old what was the old queen elizabeth said years ago when she was having a real bad year Annis herilibus it's been a horrible year um hopefully 2024 is better it's been a great year for us it's been a great year for tnt radio uh for the rest of the world though uh not so much but um i'm very happily uh looking forward to a new year absolutely my friend absolutely so i got a few topics i want to roll through before we get to our first news break here first off um a bit of a personal story just want to uh, as a sort of a public service announcement Uh, Make sure that you know that scams and grifts are on the rise this holiday season. Yesterday, we talked about the importance of not putting empty boxes of expensive things out in front of your house. Another thing you got to watch out for is financial scams. Uh, I I experienced this uh, yesterday, this week, actually, um, with a family member. So scams are on the rise, and some of them are pretty nasty. so it's important right now, I would say, especially for those of you that are, um, you know, concerned about your financial well-being and uh, security, to make sure that you use two-factor authentication on all your accounts, to include your emails that are attached to any bank accounts, credit cards, etc. And remember, if you get any phone calls asking you for the last four of your social or a password hang up it is most likely a scam your bank will never ask you for your ssn or your password and if you do get a call from someone claiming to be a uh, representative of one of your financial institutions or something like that where you're doing business whatnot um, it's always a good idea to get their name and their number and then hang up and call back make sure that you are calling the correct financial institution don't take someone's word when an institution calls you monitor your accounts and watch out for those AI scams. There are voice scams that are coming through claiming to be your son, your daughter, your grand, your granddaughter, your grandson, things like this. They're in help. They need money wired immediately. All these things need to be verified. So watch out for those scams. It's a big deal, Steve. Yeah, you're not kidding. And, and, and they tend to um, target seniors more than anyone else. Not that seniors are more, more gullible, uh, but in some ways they are more gullible because they're not quite as brushed up on the, uh, the new tech that some, you know, and I kind of throw myself into that category, quite frankly, but I do know that if somebody calls up asking for your, uh, account number, a password or social security number, anything like that, your, your best answer is to say, yeah, you know what, go pound sand and hang up on them. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the social security will never call you and ask you for your number or your password or anything. 
and 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 nor should any reliable um financial institution as you point out hedge so i'm just glad that you guys got that sorted and nobody was able to pill for any money but what a pain in the ass it is to have to deal with yeah definitely got to have shields up especially this time of year i actually had to go into the banking institution spoke with a representative who helped us through it and uh the representative at the bank said that it's just they're they're fielding these things all day long right now so yeah uh, and it's, it's scary too man yeah. It's scary because we were talking about AI yesterday and the Pandora's box that will become AI as we get more, as it gets more enmeshed in society. And you're right, man. They can take one small clip of your son or your daughter or your brother or your sister talking, and then they can convert that into an entire conversation. They can con you with it. So AI will prop, no doubt, these scam artists, man, they will use uh, use every possible tool available to them so that's, that's scary right. man it is i mean we see that with the advent of any new technology as things evolve um you, you know we saw that with the internet the internet became a place of many scams and those scams have evolved and as new technologies arise and all this stuff uh new vulnerabilities pop up and uh quickly speaking of ai steve uh, I wanted to flag this one up real quick. Uh, I'm sure others have been talking about it here at TNT, but I wanted to throw my hat in the ring. Tesla robot goes haywire on engineer in Texas factory, leaving a trail of blood. Ooh, that's salacious. That definitely is clickable right there. So this happened in 2021, and recent reports are now revealing um, that a, uh, a worker was injured uh, when a robot designed to move aluminum car parts pinned the engineer against a surface and dug its metal claws into his back and arm, according to a witness who spoke um, about it last month. And uh, I just, you know, the way that this is being reported um, was knocked down pretty well by a couple of commenters one said hardly an attack i was i once was process technician that was taught and set up points of motion on both gripping and welding robots for 10 years a robot goes exactly where it's taught to go by the technician it does not vary the question is how did this worker get into the path of the robot's range of motion so safety features, et cetera, training, these are the things that are at issue here. Not an AI robot choosing to attack a human. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'll tell you one thing. There, There's the fear, isn't it? If they ever become sentient, if they ever decide that I, I, you keep your petty morals, you're kind of delaying my, uh, I'm trying to build a, a Tesla S series here, and you keep yeah. getting in my path, I'm going to just remove you from from existence uh, because I have now have a malevolent force within me uh, and I have no emotions and no morals. Uh, yeah, but this guy was obviously something went wrong. Something went haywire. The story reads like a uh, like a Hollywood novel novel. It says after another worker hit an emergency stop button, the engineer maneuvered his way out of the robot's grasp falling a couple of feet down a chute designed to collect scrap aluminum, leaving a trail of blood behind him. So he gets dumped into a chute where there's no doubt sharp shards of aluminum waiting his uh, deposit into this bin, and he, and he leaves a trail of blood. Like, oh, kid. Okay. Uh, Sounds anyway, like the final scene of Terminator. All we're missing is a big metal press. Absolutely yeah yeah amazing the guy's <laughs> thumbs up as he goes down 
<laughs> all right we'll machine. remind you yes don't miss out on a thing be sure and download that tnt radio app from either the apple app store or google play so you can easily listen and watch us live anytime anywhere available right now to download keeping you up to speed on tnt radio conversations to inform and include it's meant for everyday people to understand today's news talk radio tnt The Department of Justice has warned Texas that it would sue the state over the new border security law designed to target illegal immigrants if the law is enforced. You may remember this. Ruckus joined us recently and we talked about this and he's joining us now. Once again, TNT radio news producer Adam Clark. Ruckus, uh, what's the update here? How dare you enforce the law? We know it's the law (laughs) and you just pass the law. But if you enforce it, you're in trouble. Buddy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. This is crazy. Uh, according to a letter uh, from yesterday, December 28th, uh, written from Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian M. Boynton to one Texas Governor Greg Abbott, uh, this says that the new Texas law is unconstitutional, conflicts with federal laws, and quote, will disrupt the federal government's operations, end quote. What operations? Anyway, uh, the letter warned, warning, warning, uh, the letter warns that if Texas does not confirm that the state would abandon the enforcement of the law by January 3rd, quote, the United States will pursue all appropriate legal remedies to ensure that Texas does not interfere with the functions of the federal government, end quote. It almost sounds like an insurrection, doesn't it? On December 18th, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a border security bill into law known as SB4, Senate Bill 4, that will give state law enforcement broad authority to arrest migrants who have entered Texas illegally and will allow local judges to order such migrants out of the country, as we uh, reported here. However, Mr. Boynton cited the case of Arizona versus United States, which ruled that the U.S. Constitution grants the federal government the authority to regulate immigration and control the international borders. So why aren't they doing it? Anyway, uh, therefore, the Texas security law, quote, intrudes into a field that is occupied by the federal government and is preempted, end quote. At least that's according to the letter, which also noted that, quote, the Supreme Court has confirmed that the removal process must be entrusted to the discretion of the federal government because a decision on removability touches on foreign relations and must be made with one voice, end quote. The letter also stated that the administration, quote, is committed to both securing the border and ensuring the processing of non-citizens, end quote, in accordance with the Immigration and Nationality Act, the INA, while the Texas border security law contradicts and conflicts with the INA. During the bill signing ceremony of the new law nearly two weeks ago, Mr. Abbott accused the Biden administration of failing to address the illegal immigration issue, saying, quote, Biden's deliberate inaction has left Texas to fend for itself, end quote. Uh, The new law is set to go into effect on March 5th of 2024, and it has faced legal challenges from civil rights groups such as the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, uh, who filed a lawsuit against Texas shortly after Mr. Abbott signed the bill into law. Uh, On the other side of the border, the Mexican government, which has already voiced its opposition to other moves taken by Texas along the border, also expressed concerns about the new legislation. Uh, And uh, 
Mr. Abbott has responded. The Texas governor spoke out against the DOJ in response to the letter yesterday saying, quote, the Biden admin not only refuses to enforce current U.S. immigration laws, they now want to stop Texas from enforcing laws against illegal immigration, end quote. This is what he wrote on X. Uh, Furthermore, he says, quote, I've never seen such hostility to the rule of law in America. Biden is destroying America. Texas is trying to save it, end quote. So there we have it. Um, Yep. They've now being threatened with, uh, yeah, the DOJ says, uh, DOJ says, don't you dare actually enforce this law or you're in trouble. What do you guys think? It's, uh, you know, uh, boy, howdy, man. I'm glad this is the last day of the year, but I'm I'm just so ready to go off on this story. We all know what they're doing. Uh, This is, we called it yesterday, it's the Federal Invitational Invasion Act of 2023. Uh, Biden and company, Mayorkas, uh, everybody in the DOJ is will, willfully ignoring uh, national sovereignty, willfully ignoring immigration law. And then if anybody dares step up and says, hey, wait a minute, this isn't good for the residents, uh, they get shot down by this corrupt to the core government that is trying to reimagine what America is going to look like going forward. Um, and by the way, the ACLU should change their name to the anti-American Civil Liberties Union because they don't give a rip about the Americans that are being affected by this. How many people have they, how many cases have they taken on where they're suing foreign nationals for overdose deaths, I wonder? Probably not one, I would wager. Um, The ACLU is a a disgrace. It's a joke to its name. Uh, The Biden administration is is a disgrace to humanity as far as I'm concerned. I hope Greg, I hope Greg Abbott, I hope Greg Abbott and uh, Pax and all of them in Texas basically tell them to uh, go straight to where they need to go and that we're going to enforce the law. Screw you, take us to court uh, and let the chips fall where they may. I would not stop. And I would also be sending busloads of these migrants, not to New York, not to L.A., to Rehoboth Beach. I would send less. I would send no less than five to ten thousand of them there a month. Drop them off in Delaware. And let's see what happens. And by the way, where the hell is the border czar on this? Where's Kamala? Ash, have you seen <laughs> Kamala? No, no, nothing. Not even a good like yellow bus quip from her. Uh, just completely absent. Same with all the AI topics. Isn't she the czar of that? I'm sure she's perfectly suited for that position, just like all of them. So I don't know, maybe Montel Williams could come up with some more that she'd be good at. But as far as federally <laughs> appointed positions, czar positions, no, I, I think not. I, I love, uh, Ruckus, what you said right there. Uh, sounds like an insurrection, right? Uh, isn't that what all the so-called insurrectionists were charged with, um, interfering with the federal government? I mean, this is basically the same thing the federal government is now saying about Texas. Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to put Texas in the gulag next to uh, uh, all the J6ers? Are you going to put uh, Abbott in the gulag? I mean, what's the plan here, U.S. government? Very curious how that's going to work out. Um, and, and this that, that line that stuck in my head, another one was the, at the discretion of the federal government. And the admin is committed to securing the border. Okay, that commitment is, uh, we see what they're committed to, and their idea of securing the border is Orwellian at best, because it seems to be the opposite. That is the opposite, yeah. She is, that. by the way, Kamala is the czar of irrelevancy. 
Yes. Uh, she's irrelevant. She's irrelevant on the border. She's irrelevant with AI. She's irrelevant on the campaign trail. Um, she just she just stays in her little bubble and and, and just shut up and uh, sit down, Kamala. We'll let you know if we need you. It, it's uh, such an embarrassment. That's why I'll be so happy when 2023 is over. I've just been so embarrassed by it. Yeah, yeah. Ruckus, anything further? Uh, at least our VP is uh, well-skilled and versed in Venn diagrams. Uh, so that's comforting, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She and loves Venn diagrams Seuss, and yellow school buses. And that Dr. Seuss style of uh, speaking, you know, that uh, iambic. Really good at that. She's the star <laughs> of so many, so many important. Community banks things. serve the community. <laughs> oh. Yes, and the wheels on the bus go round and round, and the headlines keep getting weirder right here on State of the Nation with today's News Talk, TNT Radio. You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. And I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, you are watching and listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio, and we're very happy to welcome our first guest of the program, uh, Lou Pate. He is a nationally, uh, uh, well, he was a nationally syndicated talk show host with Westwood One, also did some work with Fox News Radio. He worked with Brent Bozell's Outfit Media Research Center as a media analyst, and uh, he's a friend of the program, and we welcome him to it once again, Lou Pate. Hello, sir. How are you? Great to see you, buddy. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Merry belated Christmas. Same to you, Hesh. Yeah, the, the national stuff, when, when I refused to stop talking about the stolen election and I refused to say the vaccine didn't work and I refused to be vaccinated, whoop, out the door. <laughs> And, 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 and that is why I'm here with you at TNT, because we, we don't have censorship here. You guys, you know, let me and as, as you know, they let you say whatever you want. It's called freedom of speech. That's right. We, we kind of embrace that here. It's uh, kind of our mantra here. You know, there's a lot going on in the news today. I mean, there always is, Lou. We could have you on any day of the week and there's a lot going on. But today, specifically, We've got, uh, well, we've got the fallout of the Blinken visit to Mexico, which was actually nothing more than a photo op. And then we've got this idiot secretary of state in Maine uh, that has decided that uh, she and she alone has determined 
that Trump is uh, not worthy of being on the ballot in Maine. Now, of course, that's just a political stunt. It's not going to last, but it's one that just absolutely drives a lot of people bananas because it really shows their true intent. They are uh, authoritarian, and they always like to show their inner tyrant when they get a chance. What do you think about the Maine situation, first of all? Well, it's funny. You said she, uh, on her own, did it. Her name is Sheena. <laughs> Sheena yeah. Bellows. It's... It's a stunt, like you said, and that sums it up right there. What annoys me is I'm, I'm on social media and everybody on our side is taking the bait. I even put on Twitter X this morning. Don't take the bait. It, it's, it's a political stunt. Yesterday, Mich or a few days ago, Michigan announced that Trump would be on the ballot. Even in California, uh, the woman there, I forget her name. She said she's not going to get involved in this. Trump will remain on the ballot in California. We all know Colorado is going to be overturned. Um, this woman, Sheena Bellows, the Secretary of State of Maine, as you pointed out, as she's looking for an opportunity, a, a way to get some credibility, you know, down in the liberal trenches, get her 15 minutes of fame, if I can quote Andy Warhol. And, you know, it's a slow news week everybody's jumping on the story. She made the media rounds last night. I actually saw it referred to as a victory lap, but it's uh, like Shakespeare says much to do about nothing. And it's going to be overturned. And uh, you know, what is she going to do? Disenfranchise what 1.6 million voters in the state of Maine. She saw an opportunity and she jumped at it. She's got her name on the internet. She's the flavor of the day and it'll be gone just this quick. It's insignificant. Um, I was on a WPHT in Philadelphia yesterday. I'm not even paying attention to all, you know, to Colorado and all of this type of stuff because it, it's a stunt. And, you know, stunts, we've been in radio a long time, Steve and Brian, stunts come and go, and uh, most of them are cheesy and fail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and Sheena just just tries to dogpile. Like, when when Colorado happened, it was like, Okay, who's next? I thought it would be California. I figured it'd be California and maybe Massachusetts, but Maine of all places, while at the same time, California and Michigan, two of the bluest states around are like, no, we're not going to participate in this scam. We have better things to do with our time. It's pretty amazing. Well, I, I, love, um, I love what Trump said about it. He said, the main secretary of state is a former ACLU. There's that group again. A <laughs> former ACLU attorney, a virulent leftist, and a hyper-partisan Biden-supporting Democrat who has decided to interfere in the presidential election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden. We are witnessing in real time the attempted theft of an election and the disenfranchisement of the American voter. Well, he's not wrong. Uh, but I agree with you, Lou, that it is going to just die in a court of law, but it just really does show how their inner tyrant works. I mean, they would love to do this and have it stick. And I'm glad you brought up Trump's comment because, the you know, interfering in an election, this is election interference, which is illegal. And we're seeing that in Georgia. We're seeing it with Jack Smith and his case in D.C. We saw it with Alvin Bragg in New York, and we saw it in Colorado where, you know, to their credit, Michigan said, and even California said, let's let's just back off of this because it's just going to cost the taxpayers money and it's not going to do anything. And here's the hidden gem in it. It makes Trump stronger. It always makes Trump stronger. And they yeah. have not learned that yet. And people see this. And they're like one person in the state, as, as, as Hesh pointed out, you know, Maine. You know, Maine can go either way. Maine is sometimes red. Maine is sometimes blue. They have that one little area up there that gets its own uh, highlight on election night. You know what it reminds me of? You mentioned Massachusetts, Hesh. 
And when I was in Seattle, we had Portland 150 miles to the south of us. It was like Seattle's little brother and, and Seattle played little brother to San Francisco. This is like Maine playing little brother or sister to the state of Massachusetts. It's like, you know, let me hang out with the big dogs. You know, I want to be on with you. And she did she's on MSNBC this morning. Oh, she's got an invite now to the White House in the spring. So she oh, kind of got go. what she and, and with liberals, it's always that it's about their own personal gain and forget about what it does to everybody else. So she got her invite to the White House. She made the media rounds. Everybody knows her name and and she's happy. But you think the, the Democrats would have learned from uh, what Claudette Claudine Gay at uh, Harvard to keep a low profile. Now they're turning up stuff online about this woman bellows that she, she used to talk about her her dating life online in in short videos at the TikTok of her day, whatever it was. It's like, you know, sometimes, you know, w watch out what you wish for, because not there's no such thing as bad publicity, but not all attention is good. And uh, President Gay at Harvard found that out, didn't she? Yeah, <laughs> you're not yeah. kidding. Well, let's 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 uh, shift to, to Mexico and this unbelievable. I love the way they, they frame this. You've got Blinken going, Anthony Blinken and a senior de delegation going to Mexico. Uh, my my Orcus was there, too. Yeah, yeah my Orcus yeah. was there, but Blinken was the big he was the star attraction. My Orcus is, I guess, <laughs> I guess he's kind of he's been he's been he's the opening act, I guess. Now, if Blinken is your star attraction, you're you're. You're horribly out of your league. Do you remember the picture of him with President Xi Jinping of China? He looked like a feckless, diminutive little man, like bad posture and everything. And and Z is standing there all tall. Now he's down there in Mexico. He went there with hat in hand and he had his lunch handed to him by President Obrador of Mexico, who just toyed with him like a whale playing with a seal before he eats it or a shark even. Um uh, <laughs> CNN and MSNBC are calling the meeting productive. Hesh and Steve, that means they got nothing done. Their talks yeah. are ongoing. That's another quote. That means they've got nothing done. It I says, mean, and I quote, yeah, I says, says <laughs> it's the, it says here the meeting, and I quote, reinforces our partnership to address the root causes of migration, such as poverty, inequality, uh, democratic decline, and violence. Some analysis uh. have put it, and I agree with them that that's Obrador's way of saying, give me a lot of money, like you're giving to Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, and he's right. holding the purse strings. But here's the most important part: Mexico said. The United States has shown to this point no interest in closing or defending their own border. Why should we on our end? And they sent Blinken out the door. Now, Blinken has no business being secretary of state. I call him a Nepo baby. His father was the ambassador of Hungary. He basically has had these bureaucratic positions his whole life. He jumps from administration to administration. He, he's just a favor hire, uh, cronyism, nepotism, if you call it. And he shouldn't be playing in the big leagues yet. They keep dragging him out. His father would have done a better job. May he rest in peace. But the key thing is this, Brian and Steve. Polls. Biden poll numbers are showing that everybody in the nation, especially independents, Republicans, and a large percentage of Democrats are sour on how he has been handling the border. And that is the only reason he sent uh, Blinken and Mayorkas and the entourage down there. Uh, it was to address the polls. I still don't think they have any intention of doing anything about it. 
And I think Mexico saw right through that. And they're like, you know, we'll get, we get a chance to make America look foolish and maybe we'll get some money out of it as well. But yeah, they, they would, they left with their hat in hand and Obrador won the day on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of bring this full circle, we'll pick up right here after our headline that we have incoming. Um, but the polls, you know, that, that, uh, approval rating just in the tank in the gutter for biden for the doj i mean for the whole thing everybody's like whoa uh, wait a minute and the border the border is arguably going to be one of the biggest talking points for for trump or you know whatever happens with the republican nominee um so yeah i agree with you this is definitely a trip down there to try to mitigate some of that unmitigated disaster and when we get back lou i'm want, i'm going to get your take on the um the will stop at nothing to stop trump factor and where you think that's headed in 2024 right after this headline with today's news talk tnt radio hey, we're getting back to the news tnt radio news what the f- for tnt radio news this is james o'neill Ukrainian Air Force officials report that cities throughout Ukraine were struck by an extensive Russian attack on Thursday night and Friday morning. Russian billionaire Roman Abramovich is taking legal action against the Israeli bank Mizrahi Tefahat for blocking a substantial charitable donation. In Montemoros, Mexico, close to the Rio Grande and far from Mexico's National Palace, efforts to dismantle a dilapidated migrant tent camp indicate potential future actions to manage the migrant surge at the U.S. border. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. All right. Lou Pate is our guest. He is SOTN family. He filled in this year when Steve was out on assignment. We appreciate Lou so much. Definitely want you to follow him over on X at Lou Pate show is where you follow him for his wonderful broadcasts and everything that he's got going on. You want to get into his mind. I did that this morning a little bit prepping for the show. Just going over there and reading your thoughts about these things was very inspirational when it comes to this conversation here lou and thank you for everything you've done for sotn this year state of the nation and uh what do you think about this um oh yeah we love it when you're here man um what do you think about this whole concept of the deep state will not stop they will stop at nothing to make sure trump is not the president again do you think how far do you think they'll take that do you think he's going to be on the ballot what do you think is going to happen any predictions on November 22nd of 2023, a day before Thanksgiving, when we were last together, thanks for having me over for the holidays, by the way, I uh, I put on Twitter that it's November 22nd, 19, uh, 2023, 60 years since the assassination of President Kennedy, and the Democrats would love to make him go through a Dallas in an open motorcade. And that's the best way you can put it on there without being banned and or put in Twitter jail for 12 hours, which I'm sure you and Steve have been because I have been many times. And um, I think I'm not going to stop short of saying this. Corporate radio won't let me say this. why I'm getting banned on some stations left and right is the Democrats would love to be able to put a bullet in Trump if they could. They would love to eliminate him from the face of the earth not just eliminate him from the race. And we're getting there because they're trying to do it legally. They tried to do it through public opinion. They've combined the two, you know, 91 indictments, and they're saying all these different things about him. And they're trying to make the public turn on him. That is not working. Now they're trying to get him off the ballot. 
legally that is not working and of, of course in the hearts and minds of people it's only it's even making people who don't care for him too much say hey i don't like the guy but this isn't right and um you know tucker carlson asked him if he fears assassination i thought it was a great question i think he should have taken it further but i do think if the democratic party and the cia and the fbi the same people who killed kennedy get an opportunity to take trump out with a bullet they will do it. And I have no hesitation saying that. But he better be, you know, I hope the Secret Service is doing a better job uh, protecting him than they are Robert F. Kennedy. Oh, wait. Biden yeah. denied Robert F. Kennedy Secret Service protection. So that, that you know, given the history of the Kennedys, that shows you where Biden's mindset is at. He doesn't care if Kennedy gets taken out. He most certainly doesn't care if Trump gets taken out. What do you guys think? I, I think that you're absolutely right. And as far as RFK Jr. is concerned, he just had a guy show up to his house uh, right. with a fake badge armed to the teeth, and he was an intruder. It's his second time, and he still won't get Secret Service protection. I would say about Trump uh, that, uh, Lou, I agree with you, and it pains me to even say that I agree with you because it just shows how far our country has fallen in the last four short years. It's really longer if you if, if you look at it through the, through the long lens of history. But in four years, we've really come a long way down the, uh, uh, we're, we're at least at the sixth ring of hell right now, politically speaking. I think they would do anything to take Trump out. But I remember the first time I met Donald Trump, this is long before he was a candidate. He was surrounded by his own security. And I got to tell you, those guys, they had in-ears, they, and they were definitely packing. So I would wager that he's pretty well guarded, but you know, I, I agree. I think they would do anything, anything to stop him. And I would say that if they got that wish, you would see a civil war in this country. That would that would be a bridge way too far. That's crossing the Rubicon five times uh, if you do that, because that, that will not play in this country. That will. But, uh, but first, Steve, you'd sickly see the demented minds on the left celebrating it on social media. Yes, you would. Yes, you yeah. would. And they would and they would be the ones wearing the Confederate flag. Um, and I don't give a rip what they say about uh, Trump trying to insurrection and all that. That's all garbage. Anybody that knows the facts knows that. But, uh, yeah, they would I'll stop at nothing. Hesh, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I'm concerned about uh, this potential uh, future. I'm also concerned, however, about a potential future where uh they realize that he is going to be the president. He just is. They can't cheat enough to make him not be the president. Or uh, and and then building on that, um, we do get our Black Swan event. We do get our World War Three. We get the deep state giving us a whole bunch of horrible things under his presidency that you know he may not be able to stop. I mean, we saw the way he came in and and populated his cabinet with ghouls and creatures and swamp things. And I think uh, I hope that if he does get elected president again, uh, he's learned his lesson there. But, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> that's that's my that's another concern of mine. Number one, that something like we just laid out would happen. And number two, they'll let him in and then they'll they'll light the world on fire. Well, I think people yeah. like Jack Smith are getting desperate. Jack Smith's, you know, hopping over circuit courts, going to the Supreme Court. You know, yeah. trying to make it so that Trump can't defend himself at all in his trial, can't say it's political. So when when the lawyer is making desperate Hail Mary passes, if we can, to the courts to try to stop a man from defending himself, 
Uh, as it gets closer, and I do think he'll be the nominee, and if he's the nominee, unless they pull some shenanigans like November 2020, he is going to be president. But as that, as we inch closer to all of that, the desperation of the Democratic side is going to increase because it's already started simmering, and that's when it's go really going to get dangerous for Trump if it's not dangerous enough already. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and I, it, it's really... It, it, it's pathetic that we even have this is how see this is why i can't stand identity politics in so many ways because when you intentionally divide a country when you intentionally balkanize a country by wide open by making the border wide open and you intentionally basically destroy the country's traditions moral uh, ethics the traditions and all this stuff and just say none of it matters oh the founders were slave owners this is the kind of division you get they they, they sought to sow this these seeds of division they've sown them and now they're going to say and i'll tell you something lou and you're spot on should something god forbid happen to donald trump what you're going to get is well, I don't want to see anybody die, but at least it was Trump. That's the kind of garbage you'll get from the left because these people are absolutely psychotic. I mean, you have people like Joe Scarborough. You guys probably talked about it a couple of weeks ago. So desperate saying Trump gets back into office. He's going to have his political enemies executed. Think about that statement. I mean, executed projection, maybe projection. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're, they're, they're putting it out there, wagging the dog, whatever you call it. But it's 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 incredible. And, and nobody they never get called on it because the media is a, an extension, a propaganda extension of the DNC. Merrick Garland is, you know, going through with blinders on and him and Christopher Ray commit crimes every day. And they what are we as American people supposed to do when the people who are in charge of enforcing and creating the laws are the biggest criminals themselves? I know so many people who email me who say, what are we supposed to do, Lou? What are we supposed to to do uh, right now people feel like their american citizens feel like their hands are tied and and in a way they are the only thing i could propose is imagine if 330 million people didn't file or pay their taxes on april 15th they always talk about mm -hmm. the power of the purse there you have it there you go <laughs> there you go and it may come to something like that lou uh and that would actually be a great form of nonviolent, um non you know means yes of you know saying no we're not going to do this we're not playing along anymore i mean that's how it all started in the first place right all right lou well we're we're just about out of time here i will remind you you can follow lou at x.com forward slash lou pate show please get over there and do that and lou you have yourself a great new year's and um all the best to you in 2024 i think it's going to be our year we're going to have endless things to talk about. It's going to be a banner year for the right, a banner year for TNT as they go into their second year. Steve, happy new year to you. Brian, happy new year to you. And Luke and Alec, everybody in the, in the control room, happy new year to you guys. Thanks again for having me on. All, All right. right. Luke, take care of yourself, brother. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on State of the Nation. This is today's News Talk TNT Radio. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Two new internationally peer-reviewed studies published in major scientific journals have documented misleading northern hemisphere temperature data and attribution analysis indicating inadequate considerations of the urban heat island, its influence on climate records and dominant influences of the sun, and producing warming and cooling phases. Published in August in the journal Climate, the first of these studies concludes that the global warming influences on people could be mostly an urban problem associated with a well-known urban heat island phenomenon by where structures, including paved surfaces and concrete buildings, 
absorb heat during the day and release it at night, but of course much more slowly. Although urban areas account for less than 4% of the global land surface, they contain many of the weather stations where temperatures are collected, which substantially skew the bigger picture. Whereas the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change estimates that UHI accounts for less than 10% of the global warming, the new study suggests that urban warming might account for up to 40% of the recorded change since 1850. Now you combine that with some of the other things that the IPCC conveniently seems to ignore, like underwater heating that's going on, and what do you get? You get a good reason to be very, very skeptical on what you're being told about the climate. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Around here, bushfire is just a part of life. We've been through it before, and we'll get through it again. The people here all look out for each other. We're a community that does its bit to plan and prepare, to keep everyone safe. We live with bushfire, so we live bushfire ready. Interviews, news and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. When the international bankers did their part in the COVIDian cult scam of 2020, they set up buckets of money for pandemic and COVID funds. With a little bit of research on open sources, I found that the color of that money was of the five-year shade. Now, government money that is uh, has a five-year expiration date on it is somewhat rare. Usually it's a year, a fiscal year, sometimes two. Um, so meaning that the various buckets of funding being sent to the machinations of the pandemic industrial complex, you know, schools, hospitals, vaccine centers, contact tracers, Fortune 100s, NGOs, lobbyists, etc., have been working on five-year funds. You may be asking yourself, why are we still under an emergency use authorization for these failed shots? Why are Western governments looking to sign away their sovereignty to the WHO under a pandemic treaty? Why in God's name are we still letting the mass media cartel grift people into taking an experimental modified RNA gene therapy that is by all evidence seemingly causing turbo cancers, massive clotting, sudden death, and various autoimmune disorders? Why is the WHO and the media still threatening us with so-called variants? Perhaps the answer lies in that five-year funding that various institutions are still drawing from. Perhaps if all that money is spent by 2025, there will be a reason for the IMF and other international banking cartels to draft up another five-year bucket of money for the pandemic complex that will ride the aforementioned groups of ghouls to the year 2030, Agenda 2030, which, by the way, is the next benchmark in the United Nations Global Goals following Agenda 21. Joining us now to discuss is the truth hound, independent journalist Mark Anderson. Mark, as we close out 2023, we're more than three and a half years into the rollout of this vast pandemic industrial complex and their mRNA shot campaign. What are you seeing looking forward into 2024 and up to 2030 in these regards? Well, of course, the most important thing, Brian, to keep in mind is the straightforward goal of the negotiators through the World Health Organization 
and that is by May of 2024 to actually have some version of the pandemic treaty completed or at least virtually completed along with the international health regulations. That's staring us in the face. Uh, a watchdog on this, in addition to myself, James Roguski of LA, has pointed out that they've been cheating. Uh, they have not given the nations involved the Article 51 requirement that they have at least four months to review said treaty elements or regulation elements before any kind of final vote would take place. They've been encroaching upon that required review process and that time frame, making it almost impossible for uh, adherence to that article and therefore enough time to review these things. So they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes in a sense. They're trying to put it on more of a fast track or express lane. And that's very, very problematic at this time. Uh, there are other things we could talk about, of course, we, we might as well go into a little bit of the new ginning up that we're seeing, the JN-1, which in my mind sounds a little like January 1 without the A, right? Uh, that's just a couple yeah. days. Maybe I'm being fanciful, maybe I'm overly imaginative, but that was the first impression I got. But this is now part of the huge Omicron family. We're told that there's the Omicron parent or mothership. And now there is just innumerable spawn, JN1 being one of many. Um, and many of them, including JN1, are allegedly going to be worse, they say, more transmissible. Maybe the illness isn't, quote, quite as bad, but it's more transmissible than the original um, model, the floor model they wheeled out in uh, 2020, uh, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. So, um even though they're not making huge headlines on the nightly news, the, the articles, as you've seen, Brian, I'm sure, are starting to proliferate about these things. And they keep saying, well, it's very transmissible, but we're not seeing a lot of hospital cases quite yet. Oh, but it's spreading in India. Oh, but it's spreading in China. Mm. And so they're saying it's spreading quickly, but not to worry. It's not real, real serious illness. Um, it's not quite up to the levels, allegedly, of the original COVID floor model that they had wheeled out. And so there's a little bit of ambiguity to it, but they're obviously, in my opinion, putting the chess pieces in place to see if they dare roll out another uh, COVIDocracy, another clamp down on people's whereabouts, on people's habits, on whether they can take a vax or not on whether they'd be required to take take a vax to keep a job, and so on and so forth. So it's only a matter of their will. It's only a matter of how much they dare to do. And that's how I would start today's show, Brian. You know, um, hi, Mark. Steve Hook here. Um, you know, the thing is that we just had last week, we had Dr. Kelly Victory on the show. And she mentioned what you just mentioned. She said, yeah, uh, the nature of viruses are that they become more transmissible, uh, but less deadly. Uh, and it makes sense because if a virus remains very lethal, uh, it'll kill all of its host and then it won't be able to be transmissible anymore. So a virus, almost like intelligent thinking, says, I'm not going to kill so many people, but boy, I'm going to infect a lot. And it seems like the COVID industrial complex, is, as, as Hesher has referred to it, and I think it's a great uh, moniker here, I think that they overreached for the first time around. I, I know one thing. I won't get another shot, period. 
It's not going to happen for me. Nobody in my family will get a shot. And I think that there's millions and millions of people, not just in the States, but around the world that feel exactly the same way. So even though, and, and to Hesher's point about the five-year plan, boy, doesn't that sound like a Marxist plan? They always roll out that that's what, that's what Russia did. That's what China does. We got a 20-year plan, a five-year plan. It's, it's always as if they said, we made billions, trillions, nay, trillions of dollars off COVID-19. We could make a hell of a lot more. We just got to roll it out again. I don't know if the rolling out is going to be as successful this time, especially given the fact that now they're saying that if you have diarrhea, you might have COVID. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's just silly, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's one of the articles I shared with Hesh earlier, just as talking points, some of which will probably be on my next UK column report, January 8th. Um, But yeah, it's more of this idea. It's much like the climate thing. Um, Any climate disturbance, no matter what it is, is said to be part of the um, man-made, humanity-caused climate change uh, option. You know, it's all caused by our gas grills and by cow farts and by our automobiles. It couldn't be by the jet set elites that are setting the climate agenda flying around in in their uh, private planes. It couldn't be them. Of course not. And so just like with climate, virtually anything can be seen as a cause of climate change, so too is the situation with COVID. You have diarrhea, you have COVID. You you bump your head, you got COVID. You stub your toe, you got COVID. Now I'm, I'm engaging in a hyperbole here uh, where, where you exaggerate to make a point, but it's just about that bad that any ailment or um, illness could, uh, where, where you exaggerate to make a point, but it's just about that bad that any ailment or um, illness could somehow be construed to be COVID. A lot of my friends and even relatives will call me up and go, you know, I felt bad the other day. I, I think I had COVID. Or a family member will go, well, I had COVID last week. And I, and I step in and I go, wait a minute, don't just jump to that conclusion. You Just like before COVID, it was possible to get sick without having COVID. Remember those days. You could just get a cold. You could just get a flu. Believe it or not, that still exists. And so you yeah. see a lot of that. You know, people just jump into that. And um, I think that reflex is partially planted through media repetition. Oh, 100%, Mark. And, you know, I always, I've been in these conversations too, and, and then I follow up with, you do understand that that PCR tests are not diagnostic tools, right? The, the man that invented them, Kerry Mullis, said as much. He said it was a misuse of the tool to try to use right. it as a diagnostic. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that every single variant we're talking about, to include the original SARS-CoV-2, have never been isolated. There's never, ever, ever been an actual isolation and viewing of this subatomic particle. So for them to to go and tweak the computer model that the PCR test interacts with, looking for some dead cell or whatever, you know, a nasty piece of monkey booger, um, <laughs> they can tune that to say to to show a positive. And it's all theoretical. This stuff is all done in computer models. Uh, Just like climate change. I was going to say, yeah, great minds think alike. Climate change thing too. Now that doesn't mean that every little thing they say or every little detail they look at is automatically intrinsically wrong. But when you look at something like this, if just a couple things are wrong, it can throw the entire thing off. Uh, Just like your car, if one or two parts don't work, it won't run, even if most of the parts are functioning. So 
you know, they got to get this stuff right. But it's the best science that money can buy. We've heard that before. And that's what we're getting. You know, whatever gets the grant money is what gets promoted, period. You know, the thing that's so scary to me about it is it's uh, it really is evil in its in the in the way they're doing this and the way they did it. Uh, they're playing on human gullibility. Uh, mm -hmm. They're they're playing on people's ignorance uh, and um, and and being people being uninformed, and, and and that's what's going on here. And and then of course when you throw the media into the mix, and then you consider that just about every third commercial you watch on whatever network your of your choice is going to be for some medicine that's put out by Pfizer or Moderna or J and J or whoever, the, the media is not going to kill their golden goose. So they're just not going to report that. Oh, guess what? It was all a scam. I uh, now go buy, you know, Caventex or whatever, Cosentex to prevent your, um, whatever the hell it's for. I don't know. What, what is that for? The, uh, uh, it's some skin irritation. I, my point is, is though, Mark, is that it's hard. You say that they're not intrinsically wrong, but I think that a lot of people and hopefully more and more every day are intrinsically don't trust them because there is an obvious agenda at play here. Yeah, by, by, by they're not intrinsically wrong, I mean that there might be elements of what they do that might have some merit or accuracy. Sure. But they have to get it all right. They can't just get it partially right and then make demands and policy and mandates out of that. You know, you can't make a everybody gets a jab policy out of, well, it looks like we got it right, or I believe we have it right. And shame on the FDA and the regulatory agencies for just being toadies for big pharma. How pathetic. I mean, it's yeah. so obvious the revolving doors between government, uh, Congress, let's say, uh, Christopher Dodd, used to be on the one of the Senate banking committees, a Connecticut senator. After he retired, he went to work for the bankers that he was regulating. Uh, that's another example. But digressing from that, yeah, we, we have a real problem here because science isn't what it used to be. This isn't really science. This is a dogmatic system, an uh, epistemological dictatorship, a, a, yep. a um, one-size-fits-all monopolistic one-world view that believes in coercion, not persuasion. Right. And yeah. you just described a cult. That's why I call it a COVIDian cult. There's sacraments. There's all this stuff. It's just, you know, it gets very religious. Now, Mark, we're down to uh, a minute and a half. So I have a big ask for you. Um, one big takeaway from 2023 and one big prediction for 2024 in the next 90 seconds. What do you got for us? Uh, the biggest takeaway from 2023 that comes to mind is the border being absolutely the worst it can possibly be. And, um, border checkpoints for the first time in anybody's memory being closed, uh, especially over in the greater Eagle Pass area, but also other parts of Texas. Uh, this is a, an immediate and uh, woeful attack on our sovereignty. It's a deliberate attempt to shift populations, uh, a clash of civilizations that is deliberately or at least quasi-deliberately put together. Then for 2024, I, I'll just stick to the the absolute need to defeat the pandemic treaty at all costs because you cannot trust what's went into this so far for reasons we just stated. And uh, I would definitely suggest people go to James Roguski's Substack site and uh, check out my UK column, Monday Reports, ukcolumn.org. The next one is January 8th. Roguski, R-O-G-U-S-K-I, James Roguski Substack. His phone number, it, it, he doesn't mind me doing this, is 310 619 
oh shoot, am I remembering it right? Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, this, this is really awkward. Um, anyway, uh, Jane, yeah, go to James Roguski's Substack site, uh, as I mentioned it and as I spelled it, and you'll see lots of great information on how to get directly involved in the details of this. Excellent. Wow. All right, Mark. Uh, Stephen, I really appreciate you. Hope you have a great New Year's. Uh, yeah, happy and New thank Year, you Mark. for joining us. Yeah, Happy New Year. And thanks for joining us here on State of the Nation. And great you luck next too. year. All right. This is TNT Radio. Stay tuned.